Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, what time is it? Hallelujah. What time is it? It's harvest time. Hallelujah. Now it is time. It is high time for us to cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. And so, if you've been dabbling in darkness or if you've never come to the light, it's time. It's time. It's time to put that away. It's time to change families. It's time to come from darkness to light, from Satan to God, from the family of the enemy to the family of God. It's time. It's time. It's harvest time. It's time for you to come into the family of God. And then it's time for other of you to step out and to step in to the plan of God. For the fullness of the plan of God can only be accomplished as everyone steps in and steps out and does their part. It's time. It is that time. It's high time. It's high time. It's harvest time. It's salvation time. It's time for you to do what you know to do. And don't delay. For it is now the time and it is now the hour for all of my people to stand up in fullness of glory and fullness of power. It's not time to look back. It's not time to moredesht pastalenete. To contemplate on all what could have been and what might have been. Lay that aside. Cast that away and cast it off. For that is the work of darkness and the work of the evil one coming to your mind. Do not think about what could have been, what might have been, and what should have been. But declare thou what shall be. It shall be now my time. It shall be my time. It shall be my time to step in and to step out and to do what I know I am called to do. Be not condemned, saith the Lord, but be encouraged. Be encouraged. For this is my time. This is our time. This is the church's time. There is no time to delay. There is no time to play. This is the time for my church to arise. My church, my glory, my bride to arise and to be everything I've called them to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everyone pray. It's time. Oh, brakish de la masa. Ende la la vodoya. It is time to no longer override those things that I've placed in your spirit. You've overrode them for too long. And you've put off to tomorrow what you should have done yesterday. But I give you another opportunity today. Now is the day. Now is the time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord's talking to us today. He's speaking to our hearts. 
There's somebody here that you've been delaying on doing something. You've been kind of drawing back. But the Lord says to you, it's okay, go ahead and do it. It's time. It's time. It's time. It'll be all right. It doesn't make much sense to your natural mind. It doesn't feel right to your flesh. But it's okay. It's the time. And my hand will be upon you. And my grace will attend your way. And it shall be well with you and yours every day. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Pray with me. It's time. Oh, mridish de lavasa. Ambulo casele mondore de dish de lamosa. Hallelujah. 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 Caste. This is the day. This is the day. Hallelujah. Right now, it's the day that the Lord has made. This is the time. Oh, Oh, my, 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 my. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. There will be no man that can hold you back. Keep your eyes off a of man. For promotion does not come from man. Promotion comes from me. I'll help you do it. I'll see to it that it gets done in you and through you. I'm working with you. I'm working in you. I'm for you and I'm on your side. But take your eyes off of man. Man shall not bring it to pass. Put your eyes on me. I'm the one who will bring it to pass in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now it's time to step out. It's time now to step in. And you'll have problems in your soul. But I am the bishop of your soul. Take my hand. I'll take yours. Step on out. And you'll be glad you did. Because I've got my appointment book open. And there are some divine connections awaiting you. But draw back and stand on the side. You'll miss your appointment. But come on in. Come on up. Step on out. Step on in. And my divine appointments and connections and opportunities shall come to you. Hallelujah. Let's raise our hands and thank. I don't know everything that that means, but oh, praise God. Hallelujah. 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 On the casta. Hallelujah. You know, I think it's interesting that the Lord said, stop overriding your spirit. I stop putting it off. Hallelujah. I pray for every person to be saved today. Every person in here to be born of God. To receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. As you pray this prayer with me. And if you've never prayed it before. As you speak and as you believe, you'll walk right on through the door. Jesus is the door. Hallelujah. Say this and pray this with me. Heavenly Father. I'll not put it off. 
any longer. But I come now before your throne. I come now in need of a Savior. Jesus, I come to you. You are the Son of God. I open up my heart and I invite you in. I receive you now as my Lord and as my Savior. You died for my sins. You rose from the dead on my behalf. And now I proclaim that Jesus is my Lord and is my Savior. And in receiving you, I not only receive salvation, but I receive my deliverance. I receive my freedom from all manner of darkness. And now I come into the family of God, into the light, into the light of freedom, into the light of truth, into the light of glory. I believe, I receive my freedom now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Messila Mokoranini Andolobosa. Oh, Bradishte Lavastande. Palatole Nishte. I set before you this day life and death, blessing and cursing. The Lord is exhorting us to choose light and to choose life. To cast off the works of darkness. Those things that you've yielded to time and time and time and time again. It's time now to cast them off. It's time to say no, but now, more importantly, to say yes to the Word. To say yes to the Spirit. To say yes to the things of God. For in saying yes, now you permit me to do a thorough work in you. The Lord's a gentleman. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He will only move and only can move where he's allowed to move. Every one of us, and I believe that's all of us. Let's lift up our hands and say, oh, Spirit of the living God. We invite you. We allow you. Move in us. Work in us. Work your will. Work your plan in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Now I'm speaking to somebody in this congregation today. You will find this. That as you actually do what you know to do. There will come a peace on you that passes your understanding. You might have trouble with it in your flesh, but the peace of God's going to saturate you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, it's offering time. Amen. And it's harvest time. You know, the Bible says, whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. I believe this, that you and I are part of the reaping generation. The reaping generation. It is harvest time. Now, you will not, you know, just like a farmer doesn't reap his harvest by sitting on the porch. 
nor do we reap our harvest by sitting idly by. Harvesters must be active, active in their harvesting. That's why he said for us to put in the sickle for the harvest has come. Many times we think that it's just, you know, going to show up, just show up. No, God works in cooperation with man. And the Bible says that he will bless the work of your hand. Amen? Amen. But part of activating harvest is also declaring daily that God supplies your every need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Do you believe that? I believe it big. And I believe it's strong for this church and for your lives. Amen. Ushers, come on and wait on the people if you would. They're going to go ahead and and, uh, pass out the envelopes. Do you want to know what the Holy Ghost is saying today? Huh? Do you? Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Some of you are going in reverse. Some of you are going in reverse. Reverse. When you should be moving forward, you're going backward. Others of you, it would seem as though that you're going like maybe two or three steps forward and then all of a sudden two or three steps backward. Now, The Lord wants to help someone today that's going in reverse. And it's going to be a spirit of correction. And that word for you is that you must stop rehearsing. What so-and-so said. What so-and-so did. What so-and-so should have done. What so-and-so could have done. You need to stop rehearsing your hurts. Stop rehearsing. Stop bringing it to your mind. Stop speaking to others about it. How hurt you are. How much you've been done wrong. Stop the rehearsal of offense. Stop it. And only you can stop it. The Bible says where there is strife, there is every evil work. Brother Keith Moore said this. He said that strife is the manifest, manifest presence of the devil. If strife is the manifest presence of the devil, the love of God is the manifest presence of God. For God is love. And he that dwelleth in God dwelleth in love And God and love in Him. There is no strife in God. There is no going back in God. But in God, 
there is always a moving forward. In God, there is always going from one degree of glory to the next. From strength to strength. From victory to victory. And from glory to glory. Stop rehearsing what was done to you as a child. Stop it. The rehearsal of the past creates a reversal of spiritual growth. Stop rehearsing what that former pastor said or did. Stop rehearsing what that former employer said or did. Stop it. Stop it. And you will stop. In stopping that, you will stop the devil dead in his tracks. Because when there is much rehearsal of the past, there is much reversal of growth spiritually. But when there is a letting go and a laying aside... No matter what's been said, no matter what's been done, no matter what, when those things are laid aside, now you'll be able to go on from glory to glory and from growth to growth. Now, every one of us have been done wrong. Amen? Every one of us probably have offended somebody. You know, we don't mean to. But every one of us, just by virtue of living in a physical body and living in the earth, probably every one of us have been the offender and every one of us most likely have been offended. Can I I get a witness? We've all offended and we've all been offended. What good is it going to do to rehearse that? Now I want you to look in Ephesians chapter 4. And I want us to notice with me in verse uh, 31. Are you with me today? We're stepping out today. And you know what? This will help you. This will bless you. This won't bring curse into your life. This will bring blessing into your life. Hallelujah. Look at Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Ephesians chapter 4, and this is across the board. This is for everybody. Pastor and everyone alike. Amen? Amen. Now notice with me in uh, verse 29 of Ephesians 4. He said, let no corrupt communication. The communication of the kingdom of God is not corrupt. The communication and the speech... Of those who are called out of darkness into light. Those that are moving forward and not in reverse. Their communication is not foul. Their communication is not polluting. But their communication. Hallelujah. Is edifying. Now notice this. It says let no... Corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Now, you can't always control what comes out of somebody else's mouth. But by the grace of God, you can control what comes out of your mouth. 
So he said here, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Well, if I'm not going to let bad words come out of my mouth, what am I going to do? But that which is good. Say that with me, that which is good. You know, good's the opposite of bad. There's good communication and there's bad communication. But that which is good to the use of edifying. My dear brothers and my dear sisters, our speech ought to build each other up. Our speech ought to encourage one another. But that which is good to the use of edifying. Now notice, words minister. Your words minister life or death. Health or disease. Poverty or prosperity. Love or hate. Bitterness or betterness. But that which is good to the use of edifying, something that edifies builds you up. Uh Let me ask you a question. When you get around people, are you building them up or bumming them out? (laughs) Selah. But that which is good to the use of edifying, building up, now notice, that it may minister. See, I'm ministering to you right now by the Holy Spirit. The ministry of the Holy Spirit ought to build you up and to help you, even though it might correct correct you and correct me. That it may minister grace unto who? Unto the hearers. There are people that have to hear you. There are people that you come into contact every day. They're going to hear your words. What kind of words will they hear? You determine that. You and your life can be an atmosphere changer. You can walk into the job. You can walk into the supermarket. You can walk into your place of employment and your words can bless or they can curse. As a mom, as a dad, as a grandparent, your words can bless your babies, bless your children or curse them. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You have the awesome responsibility and the awesome blessing of choosing which words you can speak. And I declare that if you don't know which words to speak, it's better not to speak at all. Better not to speak at all than to have to repent all day for what you spoke. Dad Hagen's my spiritual father. Many of our spiritual fathers here. He said this. He says, I've discovered that the less I say, the less I've got to repent of. (laughs) 
Have you discovered that? Sometimes less is better. Now I want to look at that, the Amplified Version. We're just following the leading of the... Is that all right? I had something else prepared, but we'll go another direction. This will help you. Ephesians 4.25, Amplified, Let no fall or polluting language, nor evil word, nor unwholesome or worthless talk ever come out of your mouth. Ever come out of your mouth. I, I might as well say this. Jokes that are off... Off, uh, off color jokes that are have innuendos of sexual connotations in it shouldn't be coming out of our mouths. It'll cause you to go in reverse. God's brought you too far for you to go backward. It's time now to move up and move on and move in. So. Don't let evil word, unwholesome, worthless talk ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good and beneficial. Listen to this. To the spiritual progress of others. As is fitting to the need and the occasion that it may be a blessing and give grace God's favor to those who hear it. Man, that is so wonderful. Matter of fact, it's so wonderful, I'm going to read it again. Our words ought to progress others spiritually. Amen. As is fitting to the need and the occasion. That it may be a blessing. But not only bring a blessing on the scene. But also give or dispense God's favor to those who hear it. There are just certain people that I love to be around. Why? Because their words are gracious. They have a gracious disposition. Not a cantankerous, fault-finding spirit that comes from the devil. What kind of a spirit do you want to have? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How about a sweet spirit? How about a good spirit? You know, that comes from the Holy Ghost. And the more, now listen carefully, the more you pray in tongues, the sweeter your words will get. It's just a fact. The more you're over into the Holy of Holies and into the presence of God, the nicer of a person you will be. Because you cannot spend time fellowshipping with the God who is love and come out of there cantankerous. Look at Jude 20 over here in uh, Jude 20. Everyone pray in the Holy Ghost for a minute. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Jude 20. And I want you to keep your finger back there in Ephesians 4. Lord's helping us. Look at your neighbor and say, the Lord's helping us. Hallelujah. The Lord's helping me. How about you? Say it with me. For the Lord is good. And his tender mercies are over all his works. Say it again. For the Lord is good. 
And his tender mercies are over all his works. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you ever said something that you uh, wish you hadn't? I think all of us can say a hearty yes to that. But now here's a key now to progressing, to being a minister to others, and also to growing spiritually yourself and not being in reverse. Here's a key. Jude 20. Jude 20 says this. But you, beloved, building up yourselves, how? How do you do that? Praying where? But you, beloved, building up yourselves. How many of you know yourselves needs to be built up? Building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Here's how we do it. We pray in the Holy Ghost. Or we pray in the Spirit. We keep our spirit man charged up. We keep our spirit man built up because there are many things in this world that will try to tear you down. There are many things that will try to deplete you spiritually. And that's why he says, if you will pray in the Holy Spirit, you will rise like an edifice higher and higher by praying in the Holy Ghost. One of the major things that depletes people spiritually is strife. Guys, be honest. How many have ever had an argument with your wife? Wives, be honest. How many of you have felt like throwing the whole kitchen sink at your husband? Now, I won't ask how many of you have done it. But it is the nature of the flesh. Your flesh is not born again. Your flesh will want to do exactly what it did before it was born again. And if you don't put your flesh in subjection to the Holy Spirit and to the Word of God, it will act just like you're not born again. And one of the major ways that that is displayed is through our words. Strife will bring you down. The Holy Spirit and praying in the Spirit will build you up. But now notice with me, in the context of this scripture, in Jude 20 and verse 21, it says, when you've prayed in the Holy Spirit, verse 21, it says, you will keep yourselves, where? When you pray in the Spirit, you'll keep yourself in the love zone. The love zone is where you want to be. The love zone is where you want to live. The love zone is God's zone. And the love zone is our zone. Because the Bible says we are of God. Think about that. 1 John 4, 4. You are of God. Replace the word love for God there. You are of love. For greater is he that is in you. Or, greater is the love of God that's on the inside of you than the strife and all the hatred that is in the world. Woo, glory to God. Isn't it awesome that you can walk in a higher realm, in a higher place. You can walk in the realm of God, walking in love. And my Bible says, 
that the love of God never fails. Think about it. The opposite of failure is success. When you and I are walking in the life of God and in the love of God, we will succeed in life. This love that is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, it'll make you irresistible. It'll cause people to want to get around you. I see Pastor Nancy who, you know, worked with our children's ministry for at least 17 years. And Pastor Nancy was a part of the original people that really invited Pastor Brenda and I to be pastors way back in 1982 in a little restaurant in San Lorenzo called Black Angus. But I have seen Pastor Nancy, I affectionately call her Nance, but I've seen the people that have gathered around her Not only old, but young, youth, emerge age. And the thing that they are attracted to her is the love of God that flows from her. People want to be around lovers. This girl right here on the front row, she's a lover. I mean, she's got to be a lover to be married to me for 35 years. Born again believers are not haters. They're lovers. Born again believers are not bitter. They're getting better. Born again believers are born from above. Born of love. Sons of love. Walking and displaying His goodness and His grace everywhere we go. Woo! Glory to God. That's the family we're in. Amen. I'm, in I'm on the love boat. Amen. With Brenda. I'm, I'm going through this life. It's a journey. It's a spiritual journey. I'm on the love boat. And I'm not going to let the devil cause me to go overboard. Don't let the devil put you in reverse and cause you to go overboard by living your life in the flesh. Walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace. Whoso keepeth his word, verily in him is the love of God perfected. Perfect love. It'll cast out all fear. It'll turn it out of doors. You don't have to be afraid of anything or anyone when you live in this realm of love. Let's raise our hands and thank Him today. Hallelujah. Say it with me. This love, the love of God, has been shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. Love not only for mankind, but love for God. A love for God will put you in the arena of the reverence of God. When you love Him, you reverence Him. And when you reverence Him, you depart from evil. Are you listening? Say it with me, it's time. It's high time to cast off the works of darkness. 
Our walk with Him is not a legalistic walk. It is not based on the law. It is based on the grace of God. But if you'll just so fall in love with Him, and so be enamored with Him, and so looking unto Him, and so living in Him and for Him in the secret place, I'm telling you, friend, you won't need alcohol. You won't need drugs. You won't need pornography. You won't need illicit sex because you won't want it. Because all you want is Him. And love for Him will cause you to reverence Him. And when you reverence Him, this whole world ain't got nothing to offer. Because there's nothing like Him. <laughs> there's nothing in this world like Him. There's nothing in this world like the presence of God. In the presence of Jehovah, there is joy and peace. So pray in the Spirit. Now let's look back at Ephesians chapter 4. Oh, thank you, Lord. God's given utterance today. Let's just thank Him for utterance. Oh, thank you for utterance, for helping us. Hallelujah. So you don't want to go in reverse. Brendan and I have been married 35 years. Whenever we've had a fight, and we've had fights, you know, arguments, Strife, disputations, you know, discord among the sister and brethren. You know, I'm not seeing any angels' wings out there. I think those are shoulders, so. But, but whenever that, that's, that's happened, I feel like I've gone in reverse. Whenever I've been cross. I feel like I've just gone backwards. And I've just, I feel like I've lost ground. And that's the way strife is. You know what you need to do? And you know what I've done? You need to ask for forgiveness. But not only get your forgiveness, but you need to repent. See, it's one thing to get forgiveness for God for being an idiot or acting like an idiot, but it's another thing to repent. And you know what repent means? Repent means you just go the other way and you keep going the other way and you keep turning from sin and you keep repenting and you keep moving toward God. Repentance is not a sorrow that it's like this world that hurts you and condemns you. Godly repentance works a deliverance for you. To where if you will live your life in the love zone the next opportunity you have to get into the strife zone because you're fearing God and walking with Him, you'll just pass the temptation by. Amen? Amen. There are people that are tempted to talk. Talk, 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 talk like Pac-Man. <laughs> Did you see what she was wearing today? Boy, he does a bad job on dyeing his hair. I wonder if that's real hair, if that's a weave. <laughs> that ain't lovely. That's not things we need to think about or talk about. All right, Ephesians chapter 4. 
I'm glad you're enjoying this. So the context, again, is let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearer. Now notice in verse 30, read that with me. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. I'm going to read that from the Amplified Version. It says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Do not offend or vex or sadden him by whom you were sealed, marked, branded as God's own secured for the day of redemption of final deliverance through Christ from evil and the consequences of sin. Can the Holy Spirit be grieved? Can he be saddened? Can he be quenched? Oh, the Holy Spirit wants to help us more than we realize. He wants to lead us and guide us in the minute details of life. Pastor Caminetti did such a wonderful job talking about how that we need to exchange our thoughts for his thoughts. And in that exchanging of our thoughts for his thoughts, we lay down our thinking and we tell the Lord, we want your thoughts. We want your way. We want your leading. Listen, in order for us to really hear from headquarters so that we can pray confidently and boldly in the direction that God wants us to pray or so that we can do what God wants us to do and be led along the way of life with his leading and his blessing. In order for that to happen, we've got to be clear. Keith Moore did a tremendous job here last year. And the, the essence of his message was this. We must be clear to hear. There can't be any clutter in our lives. We can't afford to indulge in strife. We can't live like the world five days a week and kind of tiptoe through the kingdom two days a week. It don't work like that. You cannot expect, listen now, the ongoing, continuous blessing of the Lord in your life if you're saddening the Holy Spirit through strife and through sin. Don't sadden him. Can he be quenched? Can he be grieved? Can he be pleased? Can he and will he lead us and guide us in the most minute details of life? I believe that he will. I believe that he can. And here's what we must do in verse 31. Let all bitterness and wrath... And anger and clamor. Now notice what he puts evil speaking with. He puts it in that same category of bitterness. He puts it in the same category of wrath and anger and clamor. He says, let all those things, including evil speaking, be put away with you from all with all malice. In other words, you have the responsibility to let it go. And that's what I sense in my spirit today. As I was standing on the platform this morning, I just sensed in my spirit. Too many are going in reverse because they're rehearsing things. And in order for you to move forward, you got to let it go. 
There's got to be a releasing and a letting go of the bitterness. There's got to be a releasing and a letting go of the anger and the wrath and the evil speaking. We should not have a bad report. We should have a good report. A report that blesses and edifies. Let it go. That's what the Holy Spirit is saying. Today. Look at your neighbor and say, let it go. Again, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away with you from all malice. Read verse 32. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has what? We We need to read verse 32 again. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Well, Pastor Mark, I don't know whether I can do that or not. God would never tell you to do it if you couldn't do it. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can forgive and you can let go and you don't have to live on a low level spiritually. You can come up. I said you can come up. You can walk in the life of God. And you can walk in the love of God. Notice with me the next verse in Ephesians 5. Be kind. That's a thought. Tender hearted. Forgiving one another. I guess God knew that we were going to need to do that. Right? I guess he knew that we were going to be tempted to have ought against one another. That's why he said forgive one another. Be tender hearted. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll forgive them if they ask for forgiveness first. That's conditional love. Unconditional love forgives regardless of whether they ask you to be forgiven or not. It lets it go. Now listen, in letting these things go, you will help yourself greatly. Not only will you advance spiritually... But many times, sickness and disease can be stopped just like that, simply by forgiving somebody. One of the major reasons why Christians get sick is because they don't discern the body of Christ. In other words, they talk about their brothers. They talk about their sisters. And it's not God. It's not good. They have a put-down mentality. Let's get rid of that. Let's build each other up. Let go of the bitterness. Verse 1 of chapter 5, he says, Now be therefore followers of who? Followers of God. Who is God? God is love. So he says, Now be ye followers of love as dear children. Now, that word followers in the Greek means to mimic. It literally means to be a mimicker of God. Or to act like God and to release like Jesus would release others. Remember Jesus, hanging on the cross, said, Father, forgive them. Why? For they know not what they do. Hallelujah! Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're saying. 
Be followers of dear children. Be followers of God as dear children. Read verse 2 with me. And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Woo! Glory to God. Now, today, what do you say? We step into everything God's got for us. And I'm not preaching this message to condemn you. I'm preaching this message to help you. And so we're fixing to pray. And we're going to believe God together. That all those things that should be let go will be let go. They'll be let go. They'll be let go. Jesus. Everyone say Jesus as much as you can. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's all stand up right now. Let's pray together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.